Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. So everyone, you know Casper Turkile. He used to co-host this podcast with me. And he's one of my very best friends, and I love him so much. And I feel, I truly do feel loved unconditionally by Casper. And he does not understand my relationship with my dog, Rory. In fact, he sometimes calls things about Rory disgusting. Like when she licks my knee, he'll go, that's disgusting. And Casper is someone whose opinion about me I take very seriously. I will call him and ask, like, did I handle the situation right? Am I right to respond to this in this way? And he's someone whose opinion I really prioritize. And so figuring out when to deprioritize his opinion or anyone who I love's opinion is really hard. Is it okay for me to respect Casper's opinion on almost everything except my relationship with Rory? And that's what we're going to talk about with Hannah today. There is something in her life that people think is a little bit weird. And we're going to figure out whether or not it is and what she should do about it. I'm Vanessa Zoltan, and this is Should I Quit? Hi, Hannah. Hi, Vanessa. Tell me a little bit about yourself. What do you do? I am an architect in Florida, and I do mostly residential work, um, but some commercial. And uh, it's a relatively all-consuming career, but I love it. It's creative. It's different. Every project, every site. And that's a a big part of my personality. (laughs) 
<laughs> you have the rom-com job. That is what everybody in a rom-com does. Yes. So I want to yes. know, have you ever like found someone's day planner in the back of a cab and fallen in love with them just based on their appointments? Or have you ever been tangled in a leash of someone else's golden retriever <laughs> and gotten really mad, but then they sent a dry cleaning gift certificate to your work? I don't want to crush everyone's ideas of rom-coms, but actually architects are relatively difficult to like live and work with. So we end up marrying each other instead (gasps) of (laughs) clients. Um, My husband is also an architect (laughs) and we met in grad school. So did you meet because he worked the day shift and you worked the night shift (laughs) and you had to share a single bed and never met until you accidentally got into bed together? No, but I do love that story. (laughs) We met in our first studio together. He walked up to my desk with his project and was like, basically, here, pretty girl, what do you think of this? And I was like, "Um, I don't like it for this, 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 and this reasons. I think you've done this wrong. Just immediately tore him apart. So, I mean, he knew what he was getting into. So Very Darcy and Lizzie Bennett. Your life is a rom-com. Okay, So what question brought you in today? I have kind of a weird one and it does segue into like, it was a habit that I started in grad school and have continued into my professional career. And that is that every single time I get into my car, I call my parents and talk to them while I'm driving. Like Bluetooth, you know, it's not like a safety thing, but it's like kind of a compulsive habit thing. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I'm 32. Should I be doing that? <laughs> like, <laughs> This might be the shortest episode ever. <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> why would you stop? So many friends have basically told me that I am weird for doing that. And I think I feel a little strange about that. My mom obviously loves this. Like she loves chatting with me. We talk about what we're going to have for lunch, like what our plans are for the rest of the day, what we're doing for the weekend. You know, they live three hours away and it was just sort of a way to keep in touch with them at the time in college. And now it's like compulsively, I call them four times a day. (laughs) And my dad will kind of go like, okay, Hannah, like you got, you got anything new to say? (laughs) And so I think I worry that I'm intruding on their life too much. Basically, I don't know. Am I too clingy? as an adult child to my parents who are retired and have their own life and schedule and vacations and kind of related to the job stuff when I'm particularly stressed and like having a bad day, I find myself like ranting that at my mom and I don't want to stress her out. Like it's one thing for me to be stressed out about my job. I don't need my mom to be stressed out about my job. I don't know. And it sounds like such a silly problem. No, it doesn't. my my relationship with my mother is wonderful, but, yeah, <laughs> you know. I mean, you're asking, what's the next phase of my relationship with my parents? Everyone is aging, and I feel like this is a really reasonable question. Have you asked your parents? I have, and they, my mom insists up and down, it's totally fine. There's times where they answer the phone, and they're like, we're sitting down to dinner. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I love you. Great. Bye. Yeah. And that's when I feel like, am I intruding too often? My dad does not like speaking on the phone. Mm-hmm. He's like, that's like part of his personality. Mm-hmm. So there's like, I think they kind of have a difference in opinion, except that 
dad agrees that mom enjoys it. And so that's nice. And the other part is, so I'm an older sibling. I have a younger brother who's five years younger than me. And we are on the polar opposite of connection. Like they sometimes don't hear from him for like a week or two, even though he lives in the same town as as they do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Versus like I'm over here, they're on the East coast of Florida. I'm on the West coast of Florida, you know, just missing them and wanting to talk to them. Yeah. I mean, my first reflection back to you is it doesn't sound like you call your parents. It sounds like you call your mom. Yes. Yep. And like, that's okay. Right. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't seem to hurt your feelings that your dad doesn't like to talk on the phone. No, it doesn't bother me that he doesn't want to chat. It's funny. (laughs) And I'm curious what I hear your parents saying when they answer and go, oh, we can't talk. We're sitting down to dinner is evidence that they would tell you if they can't talk, not evidence that you're intruding in general. True. And they do say, oh, we're about to step out and drive to somewhere. We'll talk to you later. I think even in that moment, I feel the fact that I caused them to pause and stop what they were doing. Like, is that too much? Or is it just that it's too much to do that as I drive to work, as I drive home for lunch, as I drive back to work, as I drive home for the evening? Like, that's just a lot. And like, what new thing do you have to say when three or four hours have passed? (laughs) So Hannah, I'm hearing you say, I think I call them too much. I think I rant to my mom more than I should. What ideal relationship do you think that you should have with your parents? I think the ideal relationship for me is one of like regular, probably still daily contact, but not talking about things that are stressful, like talking about sort of the fun things that I mentioned. Like, I'm so excited to try this new recipe and I have leftover tortillas. So this is what we're doing for dinner or we're going to come see you in a few weeks. And I just want to make sure we have the, the schedule planned out like that, that type of thing. And we, we like text and stuff too. So it's not just these phone calls. But I do like hearing my mom's voice like that. I find that very comforting. And I think I don't know why I think that that's like embarrassing as an adult other than I just have friends and my husband. They're all pretty like independent from their parents. And I'm the like stage five clinger. (laughs) I mean, it sounds like you're pretty independent from your parents. You moved three hours away from them. True. And like have a job and a home with a partner. I think that we would be having a different conversation, not a better or worse one, if you were like, I'm 32 and I can't get myself to move out of my parents' house. But like, you are thriving as an independent adult. I have more questions. I just have to be honest with you. My feeling on this is like, (laughs) it makes you and your mom happy. God willing, she'll die before you. Like, enjoy it. (laughs) I don't know. Like, And that's... That's where I kind of go. Like my parents are 67 this year and like I adore them and I I want every second possible with them. Oh, I just like, I just thought about like, what is, what does it feel like when you call and like one of them isn't there anymore, you know? Yeah. And I think that's what I'm really like scared of. And yeah, I don't know if that's like compulsively checking like you guys okay? <laughs> I don't think it's that, but yeah, yeah, I just, 
it comes from love and I just don't, I, maybe I don't want to be expecting more of them than they should be giving at their stage in life, you know? And that like that fear of, oh my God, what am I going to do when I call and one of them's not there? Do you think if you stopped calling now, that would be easier when that day comes? Mm-hmm. No, because I want I want every moment until then. Okay. <laughs> Without driving them crazy. <laughs> okay. So then that's the other thing you said is like, I'm trying to figure out how much this is real. Do you really think you're driving them crazy? I think I think sometimes I hear a sense of irritation, like when my mom is like actively cooking dinner but still answers the phone. Mm-hmm. Or I can tell and not to like wrap my mom out, but she's like she's like scrolling Facebook yeah. and she's not listening to what I'm saying. And then it's like, okay, I this is not a value add situation for either of us. So right. what are we doing? <laughs> and then there are times I have learned a little bit about like the right time of day to call. I tend to work relatively, not relatively late, but like I work later than six o'clock on a regular basis. And even if I've had a great work day and I'm like, I'm so excited. I sent these drawings out. This thing looks great. This client was so happy. Sometimes my mom would be like, you're just now leaving work. And it changes that feeling too. Cause it's like, I felt really great. I felt really satisfied. And now it's kind of like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And so that on my end is learning, like, when is it the right time to call Mm -hmm. and sort of setting those boundaries in that way. Yeah. For myself. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting that you put those situations together because I actually do think that they're distinct. What I'm hearing you say is that there are times that the phone calls don't actually feel productive. They don't feel like Mm -hmm. they're building our relationship or like filling me up in any way. And so I'm trying to figure out the pattern of that to not call. But mm-hmm. I don't think necessarily your mom scrolling Facebook while talking to you means that she doesn't like that you've called or that you're on the phone. True. Right? Yeah. Like sometimes I'm like, whatever, walking on the treadmill and checking my Instagram. And it doesn't mean that I'm not glad to be walking on the treadmill. I just am not as into it that day. Right. Mm-hmm. Like or whatever. Yeah. My mind needs two things to be focusing on. I do think it's really smart to pay attention to like, are there times like maybe I shouldn't call them on my drive home from work. It tends to be when they're doing dinner and my mom sometimes shifts my mood. And so maybe that is like a two birds with one stone thing where Mm -hmm. this is weighing on you that you're calling too much. And that's an easy one to sort of stop doing. But I still don't think that like, I don't think it's objectively true that you should stop calling them. I think you should start telling your friends who tease you about it to shut up. (laughs) Agreed. (laughs) Like, it's none of their business. Yeah. You know, we talked briefly about your ideal relationship with your parents. And one of the things you said is like, I feel bad that sometimes I just rant at them about how bad my day was and they don't need that stress. Is that part of an ideal relationship with with someone you love that you never tell them when you're stressed? I didn't know how to ask that without it being a leading question. (laughs) 
I do have an answer for it, even though it is leading. Yes. So as I mentioned, my, my husband is also an architect. And so he's actually the right person to rant at because he has similar work experience. And when we rant at each other, it's actually like really reaffirming of like, you did this the right way. This person did this thing wrong. You shouldn't feel bad about that. Here's how I would solve that problem. I do have the right person in my life to discuss those things with and I don't want to not tell my parents that I'm stressed out, but they don't have solutions that are helpful in the work context. And so reminding myself of that, like, I think I could just as easily say like, oh, today was rough. And then we like move on to to more fun things. <laughs> yeah. I just want to affirm this is actually a really hard question. I know we joked that it was easy and I'm just like, well, I don't know. Keep calling your parents. But Part of me wants to be like a kid is a kid and like your parents, I think they would probably want to be someone in your life who you don't have to censor yourself around. And the question that I hear you asking is like, are they getting old enough and am I getting old enough that that's no longer true? That we now have to have this shift in relationship where I'm actually taking care of them too. And part of taking care of them is not making all of my problems their problems. So this is actually about like, this is a practice that served you for a long Mm -hmm. time. And you're now saying, oh, it's serving me, but is it serving my aging parents at this phase of their lives? Yeah. I mean, can you ask your mom about that? Be like, mom, how does it make you feel when I rant at you for 20 minutes? Or let me ask you, Hannah, like, do you feel better? Because sometimes it feels good to rant to someone who's just going to be like, that sucks. I'm so sorry. I think... It was helpful at one point. I think there was a point where having these conversations about what's bothering me or what a certain client said, it helped to rant about it. And I don't know that it is helpful anymore. And another piece is our, my drive is only like 10 minutes. So it's like a quick, like burst of energy and then like, okay, bye. (laughs) And so like, is that fair to just drop on someone in short bursts, you know? Here's a question. What would it be like if when you got in your car, you took one minute to pause and do a, you know, deep breath, take a deep breath and say, what do I want to talk to mom about? How -hmm. will it make me feel to talk to her about it? Right. Because what I'm picturing is you get into the car and you just hit the number without thinking. It's just automatic, like autopilot. (laughs) And so like, what if you didn't quit calling your parents or keep calling your parents. You just thought for 30 seconds, no, it's going to make me feel better to rant about this. I don't think it's going to bother mom. I don't think she'll get that worked up about it. Or it doesn't matter. I really need to rant. Or yeah, we're just, we're going to talk about tortillas and I really want to know what she's going to do with the tortillas. (laughs) Oh, it's 630. I'm leaving a little later today. That might interrupt their dinner. Or, oh, it's 630. She's going to make this comment about how it's late and I don't want to hear it. Because then it's not quitting or not quitting. It's just adding like an inch of intention to this thing that's become a habit. I really like that. Sort of like it's a choice each time. And like, is it the right choice in this moment? And I think to kind of lead with that, I've, I've tried to do that. Or like I'm thinking about something as I'm getting into the car and I'm intending to tell my mom this certain thing. But then... I make the call and go into autopilot and then we talk and I 
get to the office. I'm like, wait, I didn't even tell her that specific thing. Yeah. And so I think I would like to be more intentional with what do I want to talk to you about today? And I think that might inherently reduce the number down from like four to two or four to one. Um, or four on average over a week, four to like 3.6. True. <laughs> Which is fine. <laughs> Which is fine. <laughs> yeah. I like the intentionality and the choice kind of taking a beat to go, is this the right thing right now? Yeah. And the other thing, right? Like an ounce of intention, which I, you know, stopping and breathing and pausing are things that I want to do too. Like these are just like good for us in all things in our whole lives, right? Like bringing 20 seconds of Mm -hmm. whatever before you call. But the other thing, like really the thing to quit here is quit caring what your dad and friends say about this because what you have is beautiful and like that's amazing and clearly no one is doing anything wrong they have a kid who's handling their parental relationship totally differently than you are this is like authentic to who you are and to who your mom is and I really I think I would feel so differently about this if you didn't give examples of times that your mom has said sorry we can't talk right now but like Mm -hmm. clearly she's not sitting around waiting for you to call yeah no they they are very active retired people (laughs) and clearly she's not talking to you and being like oh I wish I could hang up she's very capable of holding up boundaries yeah and like you have a support system outside of her. This is not in any way emotionally thwarting your independence. I don't know. Enjoy this. This is beautiful. It's really, really nice to hear. I think I've just heard from so many other people that it's weird. Here's the thing. Maybe it is weird, but weird insofar as it's rare. Yeah. Like, A, who cares if you're weird? But like, it's weird in that it's remarkable and it is precious. You know, who knows what baggage people are bringing when they say weird and some of it is genuine baggage. Either they wish they had it or the idea of talking that often to their parents sounds horrible to them or, you know, or just like, I've never heard of that before. Right. Mm-hmm. Like who knows what they're bringing or not bringing to that. But, but that's not my, that's not your shit. That's not my issue. <laughs> yeah. I have one coworker in particular that and when she sees me in my car, she knows I'm talking to my mom and makes a, a joke about it. I think it's well-intended. And, and it even is like, you talk to your mom in the span of a week more than I talk to mine in half a year. And like just very different, yeah. very different relationships. But I think I need to let go of feeling guilty that I have this thing that is good for me. Yeah. And the other thing is what your coworker has might be really good for them. Like what you have is special. It's not the only way to be. You know that, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and so, yeah, the thing to quit here is internalizing people's offhanded comments. Man, that is like a lesson for a lifetime. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) totally. But you can tell them that you went on a podcast with a stranger and she said it was okay. And so- She said, I don't need to worry about it anymore. Yeah, so- (laughs) Done. Problem solved. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I just think, I do think that we need to listen to the world for feedback often. 
but I, I think that you've listened to what the feedback has to say. And it turns out that it's not helpful feedback in this situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like being intentional about, is this the right thing at the moment? I like the idea. I like actually, I think maybe one thing we didn't quite hit on is that I sometimes feel like it's very one-sided. It's just me pushing information at my mother and like making sure that I'm asking questions about her day too, because I do really care about what they're doing. And, and I think kind of those things combined will make it a more intentional practice rather than just like a habit that's like on speed dial or autopilot. (laughs) Yeah. I wonder if Monday morning, right? Like the call is what's on the agenda this week, mom, just to like shore up what it is, right? Mm -hmm. I get to the point personally in every project where I'm like, what are we doing here again? What, what's the point of this class? Why, why are we here? And so I feel like everything that we do every once in a while, we have to be like, huh? So I, I mean, I love the idea of you tweaking this a little bit, but Mm -hmm. overall, I'm just so happy for you and your mom. Thank you. That's really sweet. (laughs) But I do, I mean, it has been 10 years of me doing this. And so I think kind of looking at my, like kind of looking at it and going like, okay, how is this, how is this going? Yeah. Kicking the tires, maybe rotating Mm -hmm. them. Well, Hannah, thank you so much for coming on. And I just, I feel like there's, there really is something to this. If you've been doing anything for 10 years, stepping back and being like, is this still serving me? How should I tweak it? So I think that this is like a beautiful question and say hi to your mom for me when you call her in a little bit. (laughs) I will. Thank you so much. Hi, Mom. Hi, sweetie. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? I'm good. Thanks. We just had someone on our show who brought in the question, should I quit calling my parents so much? Because she talks to them four times a day. And I was like, hmm, I sometimes talk to my mom that much. And I was wondering if you think I should quit calling you so much. (laughs) What a ridiculous question. Never. (laughs) (laughs) So do, do you think I call you enough? You could call me 20 times a day whenever you want. I'm not disappointed, but I love it every time you do call. Uh, Does it ever annoy you when I call? Unless you're calling to complain or something. I don't know. Otherwise, no. Complain like about my life? Like if I'm like, mom, I had a bad day. That annoys you? No. It annoys me when you say, what did you do wrong? Why did you do that, mom? Yeah, well, stop doing annoying things. Well, you and I have different views on some things. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So I'll hang up on you now, but I'll call you later. Fair. Love you. Thanks for calling. Love you too. (laughs) Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Should I Quit? We're a small show and 99% of our show is funded through our Patreon. So if you find yourself listening to this episode within the first few days of it coming out, we would really love if you supported the show financially. But another way you can support the show is by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Real Question Pod and Twitter at The Real Q Pod. 
We have a couple of really exciting things coming up. You can check them all out at notsorryworks.com. We have an Emily Dickinson pilgrimage, a tarot class, a summer camp, a million amazing things. So go to notsorryworks.com and check out everything that we're up to. A shout out as always to our BFF tier patrons, Molly Real, Laura Lorber, Kristen Hall, Mary Margaret, Becky Boo, Jenny Cruz, Amanda Schramm, Effie Hugh, Stephanie Federwish, Biddy, and Ari. We are a Not Sorry production. Our executive producer is Ariana Nettleman. Our music is by Nick Bull, and we are distributed by Acast. A special thanks to Hannah for joining us today. And Hannah's mom, if you're listening, hello to you. Thanks so much to our wonderful team, as always. Julia Argy, Nikki Zoltan, Lara Glass, AJ Uramas, Hannah Rehack, Margaret H. Wilson, Courtney Brown, Casper Trakyle, Stephanie Paulsell, and all of our patrons. Thanks, everyone, and we'll talk to you next week. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, everybody. I'm dropping into your feed to let you know that starting June 23rd, you are invited to a class called Discovering Your Own Patron Saints, a guided workshop with Natalie Folkerts. In this six-session class, you will explore beloved characters from literature who've jumped off the page and made their way into the moral fabric of your life. The first week of this class, you're going to explore what we mean by patron saints, and then each subsequent week will be devoted to a different value, wonder, imagination, grief, and courage. If you are seeking spiritual guidance outside of the constraints of formal religion, if you are someone who finishes a novel and feels like you have said goodbye to new friends, then this class is for you. Register before the first class on June 23rd by going to notsorryworks.com. That's N-O-T-S-O-R-R-Y-W-O-R-K-S dot com.